Welcome to Anxiety and the Artist, the podcast that explores artist's relationship with anxiety, offering insight and inspiration. I'm your host, Allison Schaff. This episode is part of our special mini-series, Access to Care. Many times on this program, we talk about the importance of therapy. However, we acknowledge that therapy is a privilege and is not always accessible or affordable to those that need it most. I've invited mental health professionals to talk about access to care, where to find affordable therapy and the tools and resources that are available should therapy not be accessible. As always, this podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. My guest today is Mike Zhao. Mike is a certified strength and conditioning specialist currently practicing in New York City. He holds a bachelor's degree in kinesiology from Long Island University, Brooklyn, and is currently pursuing his master's degree in clinical psychology with a concentration in psychotherapy at Teachers College, Columbia University. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. During the first episode in this series, I spoke with therapist Lisa Gaida, and one of the resources she suggested was finding a clinical intern, um, someone who's completed their schooling and is now doing clinical hours to complete their certification. Now, y'all are going to hear more from Mike next season, but I invited him here to speak today since he is currently pursuing his master's degree and certification in clinical psychology. Mike, I'm hoping you can paint a clearer picture for us as to what goes into working with a clinical intern. I feel like there might be some apprehension or some misconceptions since they are not fully licensed. And maybe you can better inform us. So first of all, uh, I, I think, I think there's, a, there's a reason why, why um, uh, intern isn't necessarily a title uh, in the mental health world, mostly because internship in the mental health world and internship in, I think, many other professions are a little different. First of all, the education process is not so much that you start your like clinical psych 101 or psychopathology 101 the same day you start your internship. In other words, you don't know anything at all. <laughs> um, generally, uh, generally, you start your what's called clinical rotations um, at, at the earliest, the second year right the second year and the first year you can one can think of the first year as essentially getting you ready to do all of that um and a lot of the courses are specific to clinical process treatment and things like that and uh, particularly for the for the uh, facilities i will be listing or talking about the candidates they are called uh, rather than i guess interns but they're the same thing um the candidates go through they go through their own therapy and they go through what's called supervision in other words while they're working with patients they are essentially very much encouraged actually technically required to talk about their cases to to inquire about how they're doing what they're doing with a supervisor and mm -hmm. so, in other words, as this thing goes on, they're not exactly as rookie, as much of rookies as people people probably think with the word intern going on. Okay. Um, the other thing is um, many of these institutes that have what's called a student clinic, as in a clinic staffed by students and candidates, um, they have a very rigorous um, selection process and, and uh, intake process for this exact concern that a lot of people will have, you know, um, am I going to be protected? Am I going to uh, 
um, get help from someone that's probably going to make me worse or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Um, in, in generally, the intake coordinator is a very seasoned and, and very well experienced, well trained therapist themselves. Um, in in one of the institutes that I, I know a little bit about, their intake coordinator has like three decades of experience. She generally matches the incoming patient and the candidate perfectly um you know it, 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 in the bottom line is they're not going to send you to just random joe schmo down the street they they you know if they didn't think the candidate that you're going to can help you they wouldn't have done it right um so if i was to go and have a session with a clinical intern yep. um would that would there be a supervisor present as well mm-hmm. No. Or okay. So how do they how do they supervise? Um, it's after the fact. Um, okay. it, yeah, it's generally after the fact. You know, the, the way it works is you you sort of have a uh, um, probably weekly, if not twice a week, um, meeting with your supervisor, and you you just talk about whatever um, difficulties you're, you're dealing with or whatever it is that you want to you, you don't understand within your work with your patients. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Um, so uh, you, you mentioned you had a couple resources for us. Do you mind throwing those out there right now? We'll have all the information available on the Anxiety and the Artist website that everybody can find it in one central location. And, you know, also sort of give you pointers to what part of the homepage should you, should you go into. Um, okay. Right. So now most of the so, so I'm going to lay out eight places and they are more similar to each other than otherwise. Uh, and because of my own <laughs> lean and familiarity, uh, these are all psychoanalytic in in their approach. And what that means is they are much more interested in uh, your emotions. They are much more interested in your um, developmental history, personal history, personal experience, and things like that. They are not as, this is the difference, this is only a difference in emphasis. They're not as interested in what your uh, conscious thoughts are when, when you get into trouble or when you're uh, uh, overwhelmed or in distress and things like that. They're much more interested in where does it come from and why is it happening and what we can do about it, right? So, so this is contrasted to uh, many, other, um, many other institutions that are cognitive behavioral in orientation. Different okay. orientation, still psychotherapy anyways. All right, so okay. so uh, the first place I have on my list is simply called the National Institute for the Psychotherapies. Okay. Uh, and and on their front page, right on top, there, there will be a button called clinical services. You'll go in there and then they will, they will have a process of, of uh, intake and figuring out who you're going to see and so on and so on. Uh, the, the second one, the, the next one, and, and these are not in particular order. They're really just randomly when, when I wrote the, them down. Um, and just to clarify, that, that service is a national service. It's not specific to New York. Ah, a very good cl- cl- clarification. No, that is just a name. I don't know why they're called that name, but okay. <laughs> um, I am like 80% sure that this is only in New York. This look, I, I don't think they have any other campus uh, outside of New okay. York City. Um, but yeah, and, and this holds true for, for the remainder of the list uh, as well. Uh, New York okay. City, New York City seems to be the international mecca for psychoanalysis. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you need help, move to New York. <laughs> hey, that, that's, you know, that, that you, you're definitely, uh, you, you know, among other things, get the help you need. Right. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So the next place is called the New York Psychoanalytic Society and Institute. 
And uh, on, on that front page, you, won't, you will not see clinical services, but you will see a button called Find Treatment, and then you, you go in there. Uh, third one on the list, weird name, National Psychological Association for Psychoanalysis. Or if you just t- type in NPAP, you're very likely to, to hit the first search result as that. And in there, you, you have to scroll down the page a little bit, probably halfway through the page, you will see Affordable Therapy. Same thing, go in there, right? Number four on the list, the William Allenson White Institute. Uh, relatively easy to find on the front page, clinical services. Number five, Institute for Psychoanalytic Training and Research. Same thing, clinical center, well, not same thing, but on front page, clinical center, go through it, same thing. Um, number six, New School Psychotherapy Program, as in the new school, uh, um, uh, Parsons and all, all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So if that doesn't get you the search result you need or it goes somewhere that doesn't seem like low-cost psychotherapy, uh, search for Saffron Center for Psycholo- Psychological Services, and there will be a button somewhere, clinical services, or learn more about uh, their low-cost psychotherapy services or something along those lines. Okay. Number seven the NYU postdoc for psychotherapy and psychoanalysis, uh, right on top of the page, clinical services. Last but not least, uh, Columbia University Center for Psychoanalytic Training and Research. On it, uh, on top, in very, very small fonts, for patients, and then go go through the same thing. Um, one, One last note to make about the last three institutes on the page. They are, well, you know, all academic programs, whereas the other ones are much more clinical in clinical training and um they they don't they aren't universities i'm not saying they're any less legit actually in some ways quite the contrary um, but the last three they are a parts of the universities and um and you're much more likely to well you're, you're much more likely to find uh, older candidates uh, especially the, the postdoc and and ny uh, and columbia's uh, uh training center they um, they, they actually both require uh, their um, applicants to have terminal degrees. So you're, you're going to be dealing with uh, medical doctors and PhDs. Uh, so if that makes you, makes you whoever, you know, you're, you're, for your listen, listeners out there, if that makes you feel more comfortable, amen, last, the last two items on the list is going to be where, where you want to go. But um, it, it, to the best of my knowledge, uh, that the, the, the other items on the list, the, the other in, institutes on the list are, are not going to, be categorically inferior in terms of the services you are likely to get. Great. So for anybody who's living outside of New York City and is looking to get some help, I'm assuming they could sort of follow the same um, process for whatever, you know, Google, uh, whatever university is close to them that has a psych program yes. and see if they have clinical internships and offer exactly. therapy. Exactly, exactly. That, so it's much more accessible than one would initially think. Absolutely. Maybe. Absolutely. And, Fantastic. And, you know, the, the next logical question is, well, what if, like, they suck? Right. <laughs> So, um, and you know, the, the people who are the, the institutes that are running this, they're not stupid. You know, they, they know mm-hmm. that that's a possibility. These people are after all 
still in training like as we are uh, i'm one of them now anyways um <laughs> if that's the case then reach out to the program they are more than happy and more than ready to um reassign you and there will be a really good intake in terms of like what thing you like about it what would you like to see in your in your next therapist so on so on then they'll just redirect you to another candidate that that fits all of that um you know because the thing is uh, psychotherapy is a lot like dating. You think you have an idea of um, what you want out of it. And I'm not saying, I'm not about to invalidate that, right? But the process of getting that, hey man, that that's going to be different every time. That's going to be that's going to be different week to week. And, you know, it's a goal-oriented discovery process, right? So, um, you know, some, a lot of times, a lot of times the treatment doesn't kick off, not necessarily because the other person sucks or don't know what they're doing. Maybe y'all just aren't a good fit for each other. Like personality is a huge component of this whole thing. Right. So, you know, the, for your listeners out there, there's no reason to get discouraged if it doesn't kick off and she's, you know, he or she, the, the therapist is not like, you know, angel waiting. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it takes a couple of times before you find the person that was made for you. Yes. I think that's really important to mention. I've had a couple therapists that I maybe stayed with a little longer than I should have mm -hmm. because I was afraid of breaking up with them. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, when you get down to it, it's your money, it's your time and it's your therapy. Yeah, and exactly. if you're not getting out of it what you need to, then, then leave and find somebody else. And, you know, I, I don't think that that the therapist is going to have hurt feelings. Maybe they will, but that's, that's not what it's about. <laughs> no. And, and, that, and that's the, you know, you, you bring on a really good point in that like uh, therapy is not a conversation. It's not a conversation. It's not the same thing as talking to a friend who is supportive. It is not the same thing as talking to a family member that is supportive because both of those scenarios, they are their own people and they do not exist for you. However, mm -hmm. trained professionals for the duration of y'all's time together, they exist for you. We exist for you. Mm -hmm. We do things on your behalf. Our needs are put at a secondary, completely secondary place. So if you need to break up with us, we should be completely prepared to direct you and to help you in the breakup. Right. Mm -hmm. Like um, it should be all about what you need. If they cannot give you that, well, all the more reason to get the hell out. Right. Right. <laughs> I just feel like it's important to say that for the people yeah. pleasers out there. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Of which, you know, I am not one of at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your wisdom and expertise. It is so appreciated. Thank you so much. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks to my guest, Mike Zhao. For more information on the resources we discussed, head on over to our website, anxietyandtheartist.com. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and share. Until next time, be healthy stay creative. Anxiety the Artist is produced by Grosta Productions and recorded at Homestead Studios. Sound editing and engineering is by Bosco Chef. Our marketing guru is Ben Nissen. Our theme song was composed by Bosco Chef. <laughs>